Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 268 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, man? Well, first off, delish strawberry kiss bang again. It's becoming quickly one of my favorites, Jeff. Delicious. Yes, as the name implies, it is not false advertising. It is delish. And, Jeff, I got my first COVID shot on Monday. Oh. And I'm proud to report that not only have I not turned into a zombie, but that chip that they inserted with the vaccine is actually quite comfortable. I'm not even noticing it. Okay, have you grown a tail? Not yet. No, I have been noticing myself going on buying pictures of Putin, but aside from that, that chip really is causing no discomfort at all. A little bit of a desire to speak Russian a little more, but, uh, you know, aside from that, everything's pretty much normal. Have you grown a third breast? No, comrade, I have not. Okay, have you... Did you say Conrad? Uh, no. I think I might have said comrade. That was a mistake. I apologize. Oh. <laughs> have you gotten a third testicle? Well, I mean, I already had one, but luckily I have not grown a fourth. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, that fourth one would have been just way too much. Yeah, I'd go to a ball game. Umpire yells ball four. I get offended. It's all bad. <laughs> Can't have that. And uh, I actually have a funny story. Shannon texted me today. She went grocery shopping. Actually went grocery shopping twice. We hit up uh, two different places. And the second uh, store she went to, she sends me a picture. And in the picture is a pallet full of lemon drop bang. Oh. And the price on the can, each can, 88 cents. Oh, would you like to guess how many cans and or flats of lemon drop Shannon purchased? I'm going to go three. Three what? Three cases. Dude, you're almost there. She, in a vulgar display of power, purchased four flats of lemon drop bang at 88 cents a can. And each flat holds 12 cans. So Lemon Drop is your master of puppets? Uh, Not mine. I, I think it's becoming her favorite, but we are fully stocked on Lemon Drop now. We have <laughs> one full case in our fridge in the house, and then we have three backup cases in the garage. And plus she bought a flat of like assorted flavors. Uh-huh. So we have Bang for days. But at the, at the rate that Shannon drinks them, I think we're probably good for about two weeks. Four flats is going to go only last two weeks. Yes, exactly. We are okay. big bang fans here. Yes, I know you guys are. You'd think we never slept. Well, you were telling me earlier that you weren't. Goddamn cats. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. Before we jump into the show, dude, Jim Crockett passed away. Yeah, I knew we were going to get into that. Another legend, man. And you think about the names that ran through his territory in their primes. Oh, my goodness. 
He had them all, didn't he? And I was talking to Christopher Dean about this the other night. And he said, basically, he feels that Crockett forced WWE to go more athletic, especially once the steroid trial hit. Because Crockett tended to showcase more the athletic guys, i.e. Flair, Steamboat, Tully, Arn. He showcased more the athletic guys, even Barry Windham. Whereas WWE was more muscle-bound and entertainment, and NWA's focus was more wrestling. So once the steroid trial hit, had Crockett not showcased those guys in the 80s, who knows if Vince would have actually gone the route of HBK and Brett to kind of carry the ball when the muscle heads were all being suspended or let go because of the steroid trial. Great point by Christopher Dean. And it just added another layer of respect to Crockett for me that I never really thought about that before. But he really gave us that alternative to the quote-unquote cartoon era of WWF. And he provided more of a wrestling show for us to watch. So we had kind of the entertainment, and then we had the wrestling. And of course, WWF was still wrestling at the end of the day, but NWA was more of a focus, less on the characters, and more of inside the ring action. So RIP to another legend, and man, you think about the guys that he had in his territory in the heyday, all the way up until he sold it to Turner in 88. Oh my goodness. He, ugh, what a roster. From the Horsemen, to the Road Warriors, to Dusty, Magnum TA. What an incredible roster, of, uh, talented roster he had. So kudos to Crockett and RIP. It's 6.05 somewhere, man. Yes, it is. Well put. Or 3.05 on the West Coast. Yeah, we always knew it as 3.05. Correct, correct. It's funny, too, because I tell the story all the time. Between WWF and NWA, there was a five-hour gap. And that five hours felt like eternity every Saturday. It did. You would go out and play basketball. You would call up a friend. You know, hey, what you doing? You want to go play basketball? You want to go play football? You want to go hit some grounders, take some fielding? That would take up two, three hours. Then you still had another two hours. You're like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do I play wrestling figures, Nintendo? What am I doing with myself? Oh, and heaven forbid... There was a Braves game on, and it was going into extra innings. Oh, I never hated the Braves more. Don't get me started on that one, but... Damn you, Dale Murphy. (laughs) But whenever NWA came on, and they were in that studio, it was just a wave of happiness. You knew for two hours you are going to be entertained, or hour 36 with with commercials or whatever it may be but you knew you were going to be entertained you knew you were going to get three minute squash matches but at the same time you were going to get the midnight express the rock and roll express you knew you were going to get flair windham roadway you just knew you were going to be entertained for those two hours and you loved it every saturday especially the mulkies oh yeah talk about more people running through the italian stallion oh incredible rocky king Lasertron. Uh, Bubba Rogers before Bubba Rogers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So <laughs> Rocky King, shout out Roddy, Rocky King, dude. Nice <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually a big player in the, those, uh, mid eighties. Oh, he was on pretty much every Saturday too. You yep. knew the poor guy wasn't going to win, but damn it. He was going to put on a show. Yep. So anyways, RIP Jim Crockett before 
we get into the show, you guys know where to find all of our shirts. You guys know where to follow us on Twitter. You guys know where to find our podcast and know to head on over to fullyposablepodcast.com. But Scott and I are happy to announce that the Fully Posable Podcast has linked up with the t-shirt company Homage. This Ohio-based company, shout out Ohio players, was founded in 2007. Homage turns back the clock with shout outs to electric moments and personalities in sports, music, and popular culture. From Nature Boy, Ric Flair to Stone Cold Steve Austin, Homage tells stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. For this month, if you guys go onto homage.com, that's H-O-M-A-G-E.com, and use the code FPP, so that's Fully Posable Podcast, 2020, you get 20% off over at Homage. Over there, they have very unique shirts, and what I love is the old school MLB shirts that are comfortable, soft style. They have vintage shirts. They also have individual players like Bo Jackson and Ken Griffey. But then they also have the wrestling shirts. They have some WWE, NBA Jam inspired shirts like the Hart Foundation, like Gorilla and Bobby. These shirts are made for us collectors who are big on shirts. Shout out Justin Summers, who has a barrage of shirts. So head on over to homage.com, H-O-M-A. G-E, and punch in the code at checkout, FPP20, FPP20, and get yourself 20% off over at homage.com. Scott, I'm stoked to be linking up with Homage. Yeah, for sure. I've always admired their shirts, and I can guarantee I'm jumping on tomorrow, and I'm picking up that Gorilla and Bobby NBA Jam style shirt. I might even get Kevin from The Office and the Bucket of Chili. (laughs) <laughs> NBA jam style shirt, but uh, for sure the Bobby and Gorilla 20% off is a no brainer. You guys should absolutely be taking advantage of it too. Jeff, I know you're going to get that Heart Foundation shirt. Yep. Yeah. it's it, They're just incredible. It's such a cool concept. I'm glad they thought of it and I'm glad we're getting 20% off. So FPP20, hit them up guys. Homage.com. Absolutely. And for WWF or WWE to, for our current listeners, they have the Rock Mankind Brett, the Hitman Heart, HBK, Roddy Roddy Piper, Macho Man, Eddie Guerrero, and Bam Bam Bigelow t-shirts. And on 316, there will be a release of several Stone Cold 316 shirts. So again, day before St. Patrick's Day, there will be a release of Stone Cold 316 shirts. And that code will still be good on that day. So jump on, pick them up if you're a Stone Cold fan. I wonder if there are any Stone Cold fans listening. If so, you guys should probably go get a shirt. I think there's one. Maybe one, possibly two. Maybe one. He's kind of lost his fire a little bit. Yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> it's been a while. Homage.com. Dude, you. it's funny. You mentioned the Kevin and bowl of chili thing from the office. I got to tell a funny story. I guess I can go right into my toy spotting. This past Sunday, I hit three targets, three Walmarts. I did not buy one thing except cat food. Whoa, this is like a deja vu. Yeah. And what pissed me off is the cat food wasn't mint on card. I was so pissed. It was, it was damaged bag. I was so, I was so upset. I still bought it anyways, because I just needed to buy something. But anyways, I'm at Target in Hayward 
And there was these two kids, younger kids, I would say about 18, 19, that were just kind of walking around and they were walking around the toy aisle and they're just kind of looking through everything. And one of the kids is looking and he goes, the office is terrible. Ooh. Why does anybody watch The Office? This show sucks. <laughs> oh, boy. His buddy goes, what are you talking about, man? The Office is great. That's like one of my favorite shows. I was like, are they listening to our show? Like, this is the same banter we have every single week. <laughs> oh, that's great. Look, it's not for everybody. Yeah, you are correct on that one. <laughs> How funny. So what did you walk up to him and you're like, Ah, big gulp, huh, guys? <laughs> no, All right, I, see you later. No, I went up to the first kid and fist bumped him. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm in this dude's corner. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> um, the only thing that I really saw out of those six stores that I hit up on Sunday was Elite 81. Okay. Here's the crappy part. I saw one Shinsuke Nakamura. The belt was ripped out. I was so pissed. Oh, those people are still out there. Uh, oh, dude, they're still out there. If they can find something on the pegs, they're ripping it out of the package if it has an accessory. Ugh. Then I go to Fremont. Oh, this was actually kind of funny. I should probably mention this. So I go to Fremont, and I'm standing there, and I'm looking. They had the stunning Steve Austin figure. And I was like, eh, do I want this? Do I not want this? I've already got it. I've already got it. I've already opened one up. but So I kind of hit it behind. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Hold on. Yes. Rewind. Uh-huh. Did you say you opened one up? I did. Wait, Be you did or Celeste did? I did. You physically used your own hands. Yes. And perhaps a box cutter to no. remove an action figure, a wrestling figure from its package. Yes. I used scissors because I have nail bitten fingers that can't bust open anything. <laughs> wow. It's like nubs. You know, I don't have nails to scratch if I have an itch. It's just nubbins. <laughs> <laughs> nubbins. <laughs> but anyways. Wow. Did did it hurt your heart? Did you did you suffer any, like, bad attacks or anything? Yeah. The cardboard slipped me open, dude. I got a cardboard cut. I was so pissed. Are you serious? I was like, why do these people open this stuff up, man? You th put yourself at risk for cardboard cuts. Look, don't talk about paper cuts or cardboard cuts unless you're Steve-O taking them between the fingers and the oh, toes like oh, in jackass dude. don't even talk about oh that <laughs> get in the manila folder and just slice <laughs> oh my god <laughs> one camera guy starts throwing up <laughs> that would have been me that dude always threw up it was hella funny good point <laughs> but anyways yes uh i got a few figures i had extras so i just started opening up figures to put on my loose shelf my loose shelf is just loaded right now anyways incredible so anyways I, I was holding the Steve Austin and I'm like ah, I don't know if I need this so I, I was like let me think about it and so I put it behind the one of the slambulances so I put it behind the slambulance and I was kind of walking around and I was like I don't need it well bad on me I forgot to go back and take the figure out and put it back on the pegs from behind the slambulance okay I just went over to the cat food to pick up cat food and then I left Fast forward to, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, Matt Carlos, special guest Matt Carlos, puts out a message. Well, there's nothing on the pegs. Always check behind slambulances. And he found, and he took a picture of the Stokehold Steve, or the stunning Steve Austin. <laughs> you were just uh, hiding it for Matt, unbeknownst to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was so, your third eye saying Matt Carlos is going to need this stunning Steve Austin. I'm going to hide it for him. My third eye monster? No. Oh. No. Oh. Nobody's talking about that, dude. Oh. And for the record, it should be a one-eyed monster. If it's a three-eyed monster, <laughs> might want to go see a doctor. Sorry, I just got the shot too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it did that to you, huh? Yeah. It's quite a side effect. They don't tell you about that one. Scott, did you do any toy spotting? Yeah, I did. So RSC ended up getting in what was supposed to be the Target exclusive Royal Rumble Elites. So while I'm overall not a fan that they announce an exclusive for a store and then someone else ends up getting it because that just makes it confusing, I was really happy that they got them in because I was able to finally get my hands on a Warrior or at least put a pre-order in on a Warrior. 28 bucks. And to get the free shipping, you got to spend 50 So I went ahead and added a Michael P.S. Hayes because I know that that's going to be nearly impossible to find on the pegs. So sometime in April, I'll have a Ultimate Warrior Royal Rumble and Michael P.S. Hayes coming my way. Nice. I'm I'm stoked to get that Michael P.S. Hayes. I got mine from Deep Discount. So. Oh, nice. But you haven't gotten it yet. No, no, no. I haven't gotten it yet. Gotcha. Hopefully it doesn't turn into the chasm that is Entertainment Earth with their Hogan and Fiend Ultimate Edition that is supposed to be releasing in uh, February and then was supposed to be releasing in March. So I'm waiting for the email that says, expect your order in April. Uh, I think that's already happened, dude. What? It's April? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That's lovely. Uh, what? Can you cancel the pre-order? No, because I don't have them. Oh, oh, yeah. Patience, Scott. Patience. Yeah, that's not my middle name. As I was, I should have experienced patience on Sunday after going to six stores and finding nothing. Dude, I can't believe that. It was funny. I was at uh, Walmart just looking at what they had. Of course, same as you, nothing. Uh, but I walked into the uh, electronic section where they have their collectibles. Yeah. And I knew I was going to walk out with zero, but I was just looking at the collectibles that they had back there. And they had, you had mentioned that you bought that 10-inch Superman Funko. Yeah. They had a 10-inch Wayne Gretzky. Oh, they had the Wayne Gretzky? Yeah. And I was like, just to get something, should I buy this? And then I have a, a story about buying a 10-inch Funko just to have it. Oh, dude, I haven't seen the Gretzky. Oh, wait, did you want it? I'm, I, I kind of do. Oh, crap. No, I don't need it. Never mind. All right, well, then I'm not going to text you if I find it. No, text me. Cause okay. Because I, <laughs> I may need it. All right, well, I have your information. Thanks, dude. Scott, we have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, and what was the biggest news this past week? The New Japan figures were finally revealed and shown mint on card. Are you ready? I am. I'm ready to go all in on this. Are you ready? Yes. I'm actually very interested to hear what you thought. All right, guys. This, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just say this right now. There was a huge bubble for autographs, and I can't wait to get these signed. Boom. Okay. Can't wait till they're at the door. I can't wait till New Japan comes back to California, and I can't wait to get those signed. So, yeah, I'm happy. Okay. So, based on the pictures, because you do not have your figure in hand yet. Correct. Based on the pictures you saw, you're happy with the sculpts? As a mint-on-card person, they looked great. Okay. 
I'm looking at the whole presentation. Did the Okada look like the prototype that we saw? No. No. It, it didn't. Did I think it was bad? It wasn't what we were hoping for, but I'm not upset at it. But we've always got to remember that things always change between test shots to prototypes to final product. What's unve- it, it always changes. Look at the AEW figures. Look at Mattel's. How many times did we see a Chad Gable? We're like, oh my God, that might be figure of the year. And then it's like, it's not Chad Gable. It's Dalton Castle. Yes, I remember this. So look, things change between prototype and actual product. I understand why people are upset. I understand that people that are not mint on card are going to be upset. But for me, that is mint on card. I'm good. I'm happy. I can't wait to get Ishii to sign that. So it's a win-win for me. I do understand people's gripes. And actually, I've got to say that Brian Flynn on Instagram actually took pictures and he actually kind of called out ringside, which was kind of funny. He actually kind of called out ringside. He's like, I don't know what photographers ringside is using, but here's the actual picture shot on my iPhone. And they looked 50 times better than what ringside showed us. So, okay. I'm reserving judgment until I have it actually in hand because I did get the Okada pre-ordered. So I'll wait until I have it in hand to kind of make a final determination. But it was funny. This is another conversation I was kind of having with Christopher Dean. Are you worried that Series 3 NJPW from Super 7 is in jeopardy because there's been a lot of people griping about Series 1 that either A, canceled their pre-orders or B, tried to cancel their pre-orders and were turned down because their items had already shipped by the time they saw the pictures. But they are able to cancel their Series 2 pre-orders. So if just the pictures that were shown are enough to get people to cancel their pre-orders on either Series 1 or Series 2, do you think that this hurts Series 3? This actually hurts their entire wrestling figure line. Because now people aren't going to go in and purchase the Gallows and Anderson. They're going to be like, I just saw the New Japan figures. You know, I'm not going to be inclined to purchase these. To answer your question, yeah, it does hurt Series 3. They haven't announced a Series 3. I did, in my prediction, say they would announce a Series 3, and then that would be it. It may not even happen to Series 3, so we'll see. Well, you and I have always made the argument, let the line breathe before you start kind of writing the death note for it, right? Like, you just, you got to give them a Series or two to kind of get their feet under them and figure out proper distribution, uh, proper sculpts, proper skin tone, as we've seen with Jazzwares, and as we've seen Jazzwares correct in ongoing series. But here's the thing is AEW figures are only 20 bucks a pop. When you buy a Super 7 figure, you're paying upwards of $50 per figure. So I think that the leash is a little bit shorter. The forgiveness is less based on the price point that you're paying. So... If Series 1 NJPW is not great by a lot of collector standards, I think you might be right, Jeff. I mean, there are other figures from Super 7 coming out that are not NJPW, and they could be amazing. But if NJPW Series 1 is bad, you're really affecting that line moving forward, and quite possibly, as you said, Jeff, the wrestling line overall. Correct. I love the whole presentation and can't wait to get those signs. So, I do love Super 7's presentation as well, especially on the Andre the Giant. And the NJPW series is basically a mirror image of 
the Andre presentation. So I'm a huge fan of it. I agree it's a great bubble to get autographed. But if the figure inside is not up to snuff, especially when you're charging almost $50 or what some of them were even $55, right? I mean, you're just, that's not good. That is not good. It's okay to forgive a line when you're putting out $20 figures, but it's not okay to be putting out figures like that when you're charging a premium forum in the $50 range. So I'm reserving judgment until I have the figure in hand, but the feedback so far has not been glowing and that's not good for the NJPW series. At least we get an Okada figure that I can get signed. So I'm happy. (laughs) And how many Okadas do you have coming to you, Jeff? Uh, Only one. Just Um, one. Okay. I may go on to eBay to see if anybody's selling them for dirt cheap. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) So I'm going to just scoop them all up, dude. Have Okada versus Okada, dude. It's like the ultimate dream match for me. (laughs) God versus himself. (laughs) It's like the two Spider-Man memes pointing at each other. Yes, exactly. Scott, moving over to WWE Elite 86. The announcement was made. This is going to be the SummerSlam series. The Fiend, Triple H in purple tights. Sid Justice in a ref tank top. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I wonder if he's going to have wrestling gear and then like soft good pants and a soft good referee shirt to put over it. That's kind of my hope because I would like to add a Sid Justice to the collection, but I'm not going to buy a referee Sid Justice. And let me kind of preface, I should have prefaced this at the beginning, but I do apologize. Each picture that was shown to show off Elite 86, it was an individual still shot of a, or I should say an individual live shot from the person at SummerSlam. So when I said Triple H with the purple tights, it was him doing an action shot from that pay-per-view. I think it would be 99. It was 99, wasn't it? Yeah, because by 2000, he was wearing the trunks. That's right. Thank you. Carmella. Now, the picture that was shown was Seth from this last year's SummerSlam where he came out in Ray's Halloween Havoc purple gear and Miz. So that will be Elite 86. Getting any of those, Scott? Um, Maybe the Sid. It kind of depends. If it's soft good pants and soft goods referee shirt and he's in wrestling gear, specifically that blue gear like his basic, I'm on board with that and I will probably get Sid. And they also announced, and when I say they, WWE, Mattel also announced an elite two-pack of Rock and Mankind. Now, again, this was another live shot, and it looked like it was from Royal Rumble 99. And Rock had on that sweatsuit, that sweat jumpsuit type deal. So Yeah, he had had a surgery or something on his abdomen, I think, and he had to wear the shirt to kind of cover up the, the scar. Uh-huh. And I think that's why he was wearing that outfit for a while. Gotcha. So that is an elite two-pack that is coming out hopefully soon. And in more big news, Chella Toys announced for Series 1, Hayabusa. He will be part of Series 1. He'll be in a Hasbro-style pose. It looks like he'll be in the springy action. Chella Toys tweeted out, Welcome to Series 1, Hayabusa. Thank you to the family of Ijai Izaki for allowing us to honor his memory. It has been five years today that we lost this true legend. We are happy to be able to keep the legend of Hayabusa alive. And he will be in red pants with gold trim. He will have the red and gold mask. Hayabusa was 
known for his Japan run, but a lot of American fans also remember him in tag matches against Sabu and RVD in ECW. So, awesome looking figure. I will be getting it as a big Hayabusa fan. I loved him. I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was in the right era at the right time. I I knew him from ECW, and then I went back and watched his Japan stuff. So I will be getting that from Cello Toys. It's a badass-looking figure, dude. What's actually cool, if you look on the rendering, if you zoom in, I'll post it when we post the show, scars are going to be added to the right arm and chest. Scott, that rounds out the news. Did you have any other toy news, by the way? I forgot to ask you. That was my fault. I'm a horrible host. Well, as a matter of fact, Jeff, I do have two little tidbits here. First off, Hasbro Pulse is going to be selling partner exclusives, meaning Target and Walmart exclusives, and they currently have some Transformers available under their partner site section of their Hasbro Pulse website. So, fingers crossed, it'll be a failover for what will inevitably be another failed Target G.I. Joe series Hopefully Hasbro Pulse can come through for us. So next up we have from Super 7, new Thundercats reaction, three and three quarter inch figures. And that line will consist of old Mumra, Jaga, Jaga, J-A-G-A. Sorry, I'm not a huge Thundercats fan. I apologize if I didn't pronounce that correctly. Snowman of Hook Mountain, Tigra, Monkeyan, and Groon the Destroyer. Those will be upcoming from Super 7 in the three and three quarter inch reaction line. And that is all of the other toy news, Jeff. Vlad the Destroyer? Not Vlad the Destroyer, no. Oh, okay. We are going to jump into Elite Series 7 in the nostalgia segment. What do you say, Scott? Let's go back. Got WWE Elite Series 7. What you got? Yes, Jeff. WWE Elite Series 7 from Mattel consisted of D.H. Smith or David Hart Smith. He was in his black and pink trunks and was packaged with a soft goods Hart Dynasty t-shirt. Next up, Tyson Kidd, his tag team partner, who was also in pink and black trunks and was also packaged with a Hart Dynasty shirt. Next up, of course, John Cena, who was packaged with a chain gang necklace, an orange never give up soft goods shirt, a you can't see me orange and blue hat. So, of course, you got to have the jorts on him, too. No Cena figure is complete without jorts. Next up, Triple H, and he was in a DX tank shirt, came with glow sticks and a DX hat. Next up. His tag team partner in DX, Shawn Michaels, in a DX shirt with the sides cut out, DX cowboy hat, glow sticks, and he was in his camouflage gear, the the pants. And last, rounding out Elite 7 is Hornswoggle. He came with a small ladder, a DX hard hat, wristbands, and a DX with Hornswoggle, soft goods shirt, and Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 7. What's funny about this series, John Cena was the only one that wasn't part of any faction. It was just like, okay, we had the Hart Dynasty. We had DX because at the time for that 
brief moment, Hornswoggle was part of DX. Right. He was their mascot. Right. And then there's John Cena. Yeah, well, we couldn't see him anyway, so it was basically just tag teams. <laughs> but anyways, I just kind of thought that was funny. Uh, good series. The Shawn Michaels, I thought, was really good. I passed on it because I have so many Shawn Michaels dating back to Jacks and yes. just toys, Bendems and Hasbros and right. blah, blah, blah. And I passed on it, not knowing in the future, obviously, that he was going to be going for as much as he is on eBay, but that's a whole different story but overall pretty good series i thought yeah very very strong i like that they did a tag team again because in the last series we discussed prime uh crime time and now we got the heart foundation or the heart dynasty and dx with hornswoggle oh and john cena but yeah very very strong jeff i thought every figure in this assortment was really well done i loved the soft goods heart dynasty shirts that came with uh tyson kid and dh smith and i loved the look of hbk triple h even the Cena was good and the Hornswoggle's great. So from top to bottom, a really, really strong elite set, I think. The Tyson kid was okay. Okay. Who was your favorite out of the set? Uh, probably Sean. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the HBK was the best out of them. Yeah, I think it was the camouflage pants that kind of added to it. Yeah, I agree. They got his gear perfectly and then the sides cut out on the soft goods shirt I thought was great. And they did absolutely capture the t-shirts of the time between the Heart Dynasty and the DX, and then the DX with Hornswoggle that came with Hornswoggle. And that's a cool figure as well. That Hornswoggle with the little ladder is just awesome. And, I mean, the Cena figure is exactly what you would expect. It's your cookie-cutter Elite Cena figure that you've seen a million times over. But, really, for Elite 7, very, very strong offering. So, I pulled the eBay listings. Today is March 4th. I pulled the eBay listings. As of today, there is... One David Hart Smith mint on card. It is signed in a pink paint pen. And I got to say, it looks fantastic from this Elite Series 7. It has a buy it now of $124.99 plus $10 shipping. Tyson Kidd, there were zero on eBay. Again, there are loose figures on there, but I don't mess with that. That's not your thing. Yeah. Unless it's a stunning Steve Austin figure. <laughs> then that is your thing. Then I leave it for Matt Carlos. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or you take it home and open it. One or the other. John Cena, there were six Elite 7 on eBay, ranging from $68 to $175. Triple H, zero on eBay. Shawn Michaels, there was only one on eBay, $160 with free shipping. And Hornswoggle, there were five on eBay mint on card, ranging from $125 to $170. This is insane, dude. Like, all these prices minus Cena are just through the roof. Yeah, that's that's wrestling figures now. And they're what, 10 years old, these figures? Yeah, around there, yeah. Yeah, 10 or 11 years old. Crazy. Ridiculous. <laughs> Scott, also, I just thought of this. We are new... PHPW Tag Team Champions. That's right. I saw this. Who did we beat? We beat High Level Enterprise. And you can watch this on Power Hour Pro Wrestling on YouTube. And you can watch Scott and I win the tag belts, celebrate. After we won, we threw High Level Enterprise out of the ring, like Shawn Michaels telling Earl, Earl Hebner, hey, kick Brad out of here. Yeah, it's our moment. Yeah, but Scott and I actually took him to task and threw him out of the ring. So we are new PHPW tag champs. Maybe not the first, maybe not the second, but you know what? 
they're saving the best for last because we ain't losing those titles. I agree. And uh, kudos to you, Jeff, for finally stepping up your game. Uh, granted, I was the one that got the pin, I believe. But congratulations on stepping up your game to at least be sufficient to stand in the corner while I do my thing. Good job, dude. Hey, hey, I know I suck. <laughs> I'm no good at wrestle. <laughs> you're auto play video games i'm just gonna stand over here in the corner and let the other guy do all the work uh scott we do have a listener segment what do you say we jump into it let's go talk to him and i just want to hear from my people tell me can i hear from my people i just want to hear from my people and i just want to listen Scott, our first listener question comes in from Jonathan Mayer. Let's see what Jonathan's got to say. Hey, Jeff and Scott. Jonathan Mayer here in Illinois. And just wanted to chime in kind of in response to the the question we got last week from our mysterious friend N.A. about getting frustrated and, you know, getting out of a hobby because of, of all these distribution problems. Well, I don't think there's a worry about me getting out of the hobby right now. I'm kind of, I mean, it seems like at the height of it, but super frustrating. Now, my past submissions, you know, I've I've said that I found Series 1, I found Series 2, which I know a lot of people haven't even found those, you know, for the AEW figures, that is. But it was with so much legwork and, and using BrickSeek extensively that I was able to find those. Um, and actually, even since my last submission a couple weeks ago, was able to get Orange Cassidy on the pegs. And, and Riho was on the pegs also. You know, Darby Allen was the other one from that series that I that I knew I wanted to get. But Riho was there, looked great in box, even though, you know, that figure was really panned when when we saw the images initially. Um, looks great with the belt. And my wife encouraged me to go ahead and, and get it, which I thought was cool. So I picked that up, um, but then knew at that point that the Darby Allen is something that I still wanted from that series. You know, kind of did the brick seek thing again for a few days. I, uh, a location comes up showing six plus and go, you know, a whole bunch of times and you never see anything. So kind of just cave in, caved in at that point, And I ordered the Darby off eBay kind of ironically, it's coming from, from Stockton, California, I think, which is near you guys, which is probably why you don't see anything on the pegs. There's, there's, you know, the people selling them as we know, but, um, and then I also made the decision to go ahead and order, you know, the few that I like from series four and series five, um, and just pre-order those off ringside, you know, get them in the protector. I'm taking the hunt away from it, but I think I'm just maybe saving myself some anxiety with, with doing that every weekend and coming up empty handed. So that's kind of the point I'm at. I, I think pre-ordering it may be the, the less stressful way to go, um, less fun and more expensive also. But, you know, with all the trips I'm making gas money and always finding something else to buy when I'm at the store, you know, anyway, um, it's probably costing me more doing all of that. So the other cool thing from this week is I'm a pro wrestling crate subscriber and I did get the chase Owen Hart, which uh, was very cool to pull from that box. You know, the, it's the only difference. It's got red, uh, trunks and not or red tights, excuse me, uh, Jeff, you, you know, it's up there, but, uh, it's got red instead of blue, but that was very cool to pull that. So I've been doing unboxing videos if you wanted to check me, uh, actually open that up and get my live reaction. Just search for Jonathan Mayer on YouTube. But thanks, guys. Uh, love your show, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Thank you, Jonathan Mayer, and congrats on getting that very own heart, man. Congratulations. That is huge score right there, so we're happy for you. What the frustrating part is 
is like Scott said last week, we are coming from the era of the 80s where there's toys all over the place. Toys at Best, toys at Service Merchandise, toys at Toys R Us, obviously. Oh, you're taking it back. Best in Service Merchandise, dude. Oh, wow. dude. I'm going way back, but... You're even gonna, you're not going to talk Gemco now, are you? Well, well now I am. <laughs> <laughs> but we come from that era. So now when we go to, like me this past Sunday, going to six stores and only seeing in one store Elite 81 at one spot, and it wasn't even like all of Elite 81, it's frustrating. It is. You know, I take a, I joked around and I took a picture of nothing. It was bare pegs, A-E-W-W-W-E section, all bare pegs. And I just posted it to Twitter here for five minutes. Let me know if you need anything. There was nothing there. Obviously, I knew it was coming, but I did get the John Cena jokes. But, of course. <laughs> but that's frustrating to see. And this is one of those things that needs to be fixed. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's on Mattel's side, on Target's side, on Walmart's side, on Jazzware's side. I don't care. Fix this. I see plenty of toys. I see plenty of Transformers. I see plenty of DC collectibles. I don't see wrestling figures. Fix this. Like Brian Breaker said that one time, this is a horrible business plan. I have money to give you for your product and there's nothing on the pegs. What sense does that make? It's frustrating. And that's why people are going to the secondary market. It's less stressful. I'm saving on gas. I don't have to worry about it. It's going to show up at my door. But it's also the less fun option, right? Correct. Yeah, no thrill of the hunt. So as I said, this needs to be fixed. And it's gone on long enough. The reps from Mattel, the reps from Jazzwares, they all need to get together with these big box stores and say, let's fix this. Do we need to send in more product? What do we need to do to get more figures on the pegs? Sorry for my little rant. Actually, I'm not sorry. But it's one of those things that, like, this has gone on long enough. I'm tired of this. Sit down with these companies and figure this out. That's all. That's all we ask is just figure this out so there's product on the pegs. I'm I'm long pausing here. I'm just making sure you're done beating the dead horse. Figure it out. (laughs) Now are you done? Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) It seems we've been having this conversation at least since 2018, right? Right. When we really started to see the product drying up and we kind of drew the correlation last week to Toys R Us and Harley Hysteria causing the product drying up on the pegs. Now, not every area is having that. You know, some areas have a, a ton of product and we see the real pictures where they're like, guys, I'm here for five minutes. Let me know what you need. And it's full pegs compared to your picture of I'm here for five minutes. Let me know what you need. And there's zero figures on the pegs. So you're right, Jeff. It's it's definitely an ongoing issue. Who knows if they're ever going to get it right. But you've got to figure right now, as we discussed last week, it is prime time. We are ready for a big box toy store to re-enter the game. It's It's time, dude. If they can get exclusives, if they can get more product, it doesn't have to be Toys R Us. It doesn't have to be KB Toys. Anybody, step up, give us that big box toy store so we at least have another option. And that could fix it. It could, because then you've got more competition out there. People want to actually have product on the pegs. But we'll see. Until then, it's a waiting game. And like Mr. Mayor 
I'm going to be on pre-ordering and looking at secondary market because our area, as you've made pretty clear over the last couple of weeks, bone dry. So I'm in the same boat where I'm pre-ordering and hitting the secondary market if I really need something. Thank you, Jonathan, for your submission. Scott, our next submission comes in from David Myers. Let's see what David's got to say. Hey, Jeff and Scott, this is David Myers. I'm sorry I'm a week late, but I wanted to wish you a very happy fifth year anniversary. I'm so glad you created the show. I'm so glad I found it. I will never forget when I first moved out to Los Angeles, I didn't know a single person. And every night I would go to the gym and listen to two episodes of Fully Posable. And that made me so happy. And then when we got to meet in person and we become friends, I'm so glad to be a tiny part of the amazing community you've created. This show and collecting toys in general has just brought me a lot of good times, even when times have not been good in in my other life and also when times are. So I'm so glad to know both of you. And I cannot wait to see you in person again in California once the plague that is COVID is over. Love you guys. Happy anniversary. David, thank you for sending that over. A uh, little backstory. We had a little bit of an issue playing David's audio. So uh, during the five-year anniversary, but no time like the present. David, thank you. We love you too, man. And we can't wait to see you. And let's head back to Chica's Tacos when all this is over. Hopefully we get those uh, shot. Well, Scott's already good to go with one shot. He's got to get the <laughs> second shot. And uh, he'll be dragging his fourth testicle down there. And, yes. Yes. And my, my brand new microchip that's been installed. <laughs> but yes, let's all head down to Chica's Tacos and let's uh, hang out again. James Frank, Shannon, you, let's all get the crew together and have another uh, little mini Fig Life meetup. Let's do that again, man. Absolutely. Let's not forget uh, Christopher Dean as well. Uh, it'll just be a big meetup and I'm looking forward to it. But, you know, let's not rule out Fat Burger, Jeff. I'm a big fan of the Fat Burger. Dude, I haven't had Chica's Tacos in like two years. Do you think I'm going to be wasting my time at Fat Burger? Let's do both. Deal. Okay. David, thank you so much. I'm so happy to watch your continued success on Facebook. And every time you get a win, it just it makes me so happy because I love when good things happen to good people. It was great meeting you in LA. I can't wait to see you again. Thank you so much for the kind words. And I hope all is well, my friend. It was also cool hanging out with him and James Frank the night before we went to record with at the Toys That Made Us. It really was. That was at Fat Burger. Was that at Fat Burger? It was. Oh. Okay. Yeah, let's go back to Fat Burger. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, Michael Sugarman was there too. Yes, Michael Sugarman was there we as well. We cannot forget about Mr. Sugarman. No, absolutely not. Thank you again, David. Scott, next audio comes in from Ring Skirts. Let's see what Ring Skirts got to say. What's up, Jeff and Scott? Nate. At Ring Skirts here, coming to you guys live from the Wrestle Cave. So I've been spending some time looking at the Tonka WWF Wrestling Buddies. And I started to think, I wonder what a third series would have looked like. And that made me kind of nostalgic for one of my favorite segments from the past. Which I'm going to propose that we bring back for this week. So, let's wish... Here's my proposed Series 3 of the Wrestling Buddies. I'm going to start with a face. Let's start with the British Bulldog. He was pretty hot in the early 90s, not only domestically, but also overseas. 
Um, of course, his version with the half-white, half-Union Jack tights and the long, braided Whoopi Goldberg hair. I think that'd be a cool wrestling buddy. Um, number two, I'm going to go Roddy Piper with his long hair, hot rod shirt, blue trunks, blue knee pads, black boots. And just to change things up a bit, let's go a little crazy and change up the style and put a, a removable kilt over top of that so that you could have him displayed in his trunks or with the kilt on, depending on how you like it. For number three, we're going to go to Heel Town. I'm thinking we're going to change the body mold. Can you imagine a double thick, double heavy wrestling buddy? I'm thinking an oversized earthquake. Blue singlet with the Richter scale logo on his torso. I'm talking about something that's like big and has some girth and like has some size to it. I'm talking about something that you can throw at your brother's head and it knocks him over. How cool would a gigantic earthquake wrestling buddy be? And let's not stop there. Let's go even bigger. How about for the last one, an Andre the Giant wrestling buddy? I'm talking about six, seven inches taller than the other wrestling buddies. A little thicker, some more weight to it. The black singlet, that grimace that you're used to seeing on Andre's face. That's my four. What do you guys propose would be a good series three of the Tonka Wrestling Buddies? Appreciate all you do. Keep up the good work, guys. You're my church every Sunday. Scott, we are God. <laughs> Whoa, I thought that was Okada. Well, no, when it comes to wrestling figure podcasts. Oh, I see. I see. Look at you getting carried away. Yeah, because he says we're his church. I associate that with God. So uh, if you take everything together and you get 33 and a third chance that we are God. <laughs> but there's two of us. So now we're 66 and two thirds chance. <laughs> so, okay. So let's figure out when did series one come out? With... We're looking at like 90, 91. Cause it, okay. it really coincided with the Hasbro line. Okay. So that was Hogan macho million dollar man, LOD, Warrior. Boss Man Savage. Boss Man. Okay. So are we going to do only one series of four? Are we going to do, are we going to try to match series one with as many names? Uh, No, I've already got four names. As Nate was talking, by the way, Nate, thank you so much. Your kid is absolutely flipping adorable, dude. In the the Mountie costume? Oh my goodness. That was hella funny. Love it. Absolutely love it. Nate, you're just an amazing guy, dude. I We think so highly of you. Thank you for sending in the question. I love bringing back old segments, and I know you really enjoyed the change-up. We will be bringing that one back soon, um, but I'm always good for a wish list. So, Jeff, I've got my Series 3 ready to go. Okay, so it's a Series 4. So what is the— Oh, I'm sorry. Con- yes. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. This is a series, series of four. Series 3 of four wrestlers. Now, what is the time frame this Series 3 would have came out? I would say it would encompass any Hasbro name. Okay. So all the way up to the green card. Yes. Okay. I would call that open game. So Jeff, I am going to put a tag team in there. Okay. And originally I was thinking natural disasters, but Nate took earthquake. So who was another team that you could maybe say was kid friendly? I'm putting the bushwhackers in there. 
Okay. Don't I don't hate that. Those would be my first two right out of the gate. Getting the tag team out of the way. Okay. Next up. Next up. And a lot of people have earmarked this guy for a pillow buddy. And he's actually been done a couple times. Mr. Perfect. Oh, that's a good call. Can we go back to the Bushwhackers real quick? I would love to. Can we have Cousin Luke have his tongue out? So, like, for the Tonka buddy, it's like he's licking your head? Yes. I think that would be great. Now, the thing with the pillow buddies is that the arms were at the side. Yes. And I don't know if there would be a way to design it so that the arms could kind of do the the walk that they did where they were swinging their arms. I don't know if there would be a way to do that given the construction of the pillow buddy, but that would be pretty cool if they could. And I love Nate's idea of a removable kilt on the Piper. That's great. Underneath he has the blue trunks on? Yes. Totally great. I love that idea. So Jeff, my last name, I'm afraid I'm going to step on your toes. So if you have this name in your list, uh huh, I'll think about a fourth while you give your list. Okay. You got to have Bret Hart. He, Brett was on my list. However, I can switch that up. That's okay. I'll pick a new name because Brett was your guy. So I will go through my Hasbro Rolodex. And as I'm flipping through names, another kid-friendly name that pops into my head, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay. And here's what I'm thinking to kind of piggyback off of Nate's idea with a removable kilt. Uh-huh. A piece of Velcro on the hand that you can put a board on. Okay. So... In my head, I'm thinking Series 3 is going to follow Series 1 into 92. So I'm thinking, 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 thinking. (laughs) I'm thinking like 92 era, 93 era in there. Okay. So I did have Bret Hart down on my list. However, since you mentioned Bret Hart, I will swap him out with an updated Macho Man. So Macho Man with the... The colorful outfits. Basically, think of his Ultimate Edition that just came out, and that would be his updated Pillow Buddy look. Okay, so the white jacket and the whole bit? Eh, I don't know about the jacket, but definitely that outfit that he was wearing where it had the top and the uh, colorful tights. You know, something like that. You could actually do his Macho King look where he had the colorful tights on, because the one that came out originally was him in his trunks. Correct. I... Uh, that's a little obscure. I would just go with the updated, think 93 Royal Rumble Macho Man. Okay. And we'll do that. Okay, gotcha. You said tag team, and it was funny. I thought of the tag team right away, too. I'm going Steiner Brothers. Oh, very interesting. Okay. 92, they were just getting into WWF. I, I think that would be a great team to have as part of the Pillow Buddies. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. They didn't make it into the WCW line of Pillow Buddies, so I love you're putting them in the WWF one. To round out mine, you got to go with an HBK when he just turned heel look. Oh, very good. Very. So you're not going rockers on the tag team. You're going heel HBK. I'm going heel HBK. Okay. Gotcha. And how about a mail away pillow buddy for the hell of it? Okay. Undertaker. (sighs) Yeah, that's a good one, man. You know what's funny is I was thinking Yokozuna, but Undertaker just makes complete sense. That's a great call. Yeah, we'll have a special mail away. There you go. And it's going to be Undertaker. I got to say, I love what Nate's doing. He just picked up all the Tonka wrestling buddies. Oh, very nice. Congrats on that. And he actually has a space in his man man cave? Wrestle cave. Wrestle cave. Mankind cave. Um, (laughs) He got these hooks. 
and he put the wrestling buddies over the hooks underneath the arms. So he's able to display them down his wall. Dude, it looks awesome. And I was thinking, well, crap. That, Ooh, that's I'm, an idea. Dude, I was thinking of your room right now that you have going on over there. I was like, why doesn't Scott do something like that? I'll send you the pictures that he sent me. But, dude, it looks awesome. We got to find out what hooks he got, though. Nate, I'm going to be hitting you up for information on those hooks. Absolutely. Nate, thank you for the fun question, man. That, I never even thought about another series of Tonka Wrestling Buddies, but that was a lot of fun. I love it. Nate, thank you again. Scott, next audio comes in from Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin Summers has got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. Kind of a theme that I've had here on my questions lately is we've talked about movies. Talked about favorite movie snacks and your top five favorite movies of all time. My question for you to continue with it. What has been some of your favorite movie theater experiences? I was originally thinking about just asking for one, but you know what? I do have a few. The main three that I can think of, there's number one. Well, this isn't in order, but the first example is watching A Quiet Place at the movie theater. For those of you who have never seen that movie, that movie has some very, very, very silent parts. When you're in the movie theater, it is a deafening silence you move around in your seat people are going to hear it you eat popcorn a little bit too loud people are going to hear it you move the straw in your cup and it makes that little noise with the plastic on plastic yeah people are going to hear it side note me and my fiance decided to sneak in food to this show we went to arby's got some chiros brought them in and we were a little late like we were towards the end of previews and when we sat down, the movie was just about to start and trying to open those things in that movie theater was very difficult. I had to wait for some of the rare moments in that movie where there's a lot of noise going on. But for the most part, that movie is literally silent. My next example, for those of you who have seen the movie and you know the cult following of the movie, being able to go see this in a movie theater now with the entire experience of the crowd interaction, it is none other than The Room. The day that the disaster artist came out, I had some friends of mine come down from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. They stayed for the weekend. And these friends, we share the room in common. They introduced me to it. So when they were down, we watched the disaster artist at the movie theater together. And then afterwards we went to a group showing and we experienced it live with all the crowd interaction. And then lastly, number three, one of my favorite absolute favorite moments of being a fan is Avengers Endgame. I've been a fan of the MCU since after Iron Man one and the Hulk came out. I watched those on Blu-ray and then ever since then, I've seen every single MCU release in the movie theater except for Ant-Man. And that was nothing against Ant-Man. That was just the timing in my life. I didn't go to many movies that particular summer. But basically experiencing everything as they get thrown at us from Iron Man 2 even to now, but to up to that point was such an interesting ride. And there's a particular block of that movie, especially the third act. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet... There's the part with Captain America getting Mjolnir. That was exciting to watch in the movie theater for the first time. 
and then where everybody comes back after the second snap. And then lastly, when Captain America says those two words that we had been waiting for since the first Avengers movie, and he gives a perfect pause and just goes, Avengers, little bit of a pause, assemble. I was sitting in the movie theater so excited as everybody was coming back and this just moment was building into the final act of this long, long saga. And as soon as he said Avengers, I got super excited and I said, if he says it, I don't care if I'm the only one in the movie theater, I'm going to do it. I'm going to clap, going to applaud and I'm going to be excited. I'm going to mark out. And he said it and I did it and I wasn't the only one. But to experience that in the movie theater with everybody else was fantastic. Those are some of my favorite movie theater moments. I'm looking forward to hear your favorite movie theater moments. That will do it for me this week. Thank you for everything you guys do. You guys are awesome. And I'm looking forward to hearing your answers to my questions off the air. And then maybe you can get your pets spayed or neutered. You're welcome, Jeff. Later. Thank you for reminding me, Justin. I do have to get my cat spayed or neutered. Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Even, even though I preach it, I never act on it. So <laughs> thank you, Justin, for your question. Uh, Scott, favorite movie theater experience? Some of them are actually with you, dude. And it's the comedies that we've gone to see together from Jackass 1, 2, and 3 multiple times and all the way back to Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I don't know if you were there with us when we went and saw Airheads and it was only us in the movie theater. Yep. I remember that. There was literally nobody else in the theater. It was me, you, and like one or two other of my friends and nobody else. We watched Airheads basically by ourselves on a huge screen and it was gone the next week. But just being in the theater with other people cracking up at the same stuff that you are, especially with Jackass and with Dumb and Dumber was just hilarious just those are some of my uh, funniest favorite moments um spike and mike's twisted animation festival oh yes do you remember I, that i always wanted to go to it but i wasn't allowed to i was too young at the time because i think you had to be 18 and over and yeah you couldn't even be accompanied by an adult no but, so i was always sitting at home like crap scott and his buds are going to spike and mike's i want to yes. see this so bad <laughs> and Never got to go. I was so disappointed. I had to wait till I was actually 18 and I found the video VHS tapes, shout out VHS tapes, on on the uh, Suncoast rack to purchase it. Oh, nice. You still have those? I think I do. I, I know. Excellent. Uh, I think they're in another garage. Okay. I think I've got the DVD somewhere. I bought one of them. But yeah, it used to be fun to get together with buddies and go to that. I wish you could have come with us, but basically it was in like a... Um a performing arts theater, not a movie theater. And they pulled the big screen down and it was just these, it was essentially animation from cool to gross to creative and just everything in between. And it was like three hours or four hours of just of constant animation on the screen and the crowd would get into it. I mean, it was a packed house every time they'd sell out and they were knocking around beach balls and other inflatable things that I can't mention on this show. And it was a party it was just so much fun uh, going to see Crow opening night. As I mentioned last week, that's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, just sitting there in awe of how great that movie was. That was a blast. And one of my favorite all-time moments actually happened a few years ago with Peyton. 
And we went and saw The Force Awakens when Star Wars came back with the new trilogy. And like Justin, I'm going to throw out a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But towards the end of the movie, there's a major death. And when that major death happens, Chewbacca lets out this god-awful yell. And Peyton had never seen a Star Wars film before. But obviously she loves pets, took a huge liking to Chewie. And when Chewbacca let out that roar, she thought he was crying, which essentially he was. And it made her start crying. And I had just lost a major childhood hero in that scene. So I'm already kind of emotional. I look over at Peyton and she's got tears running down her face. And I'm like, damn it, kid, (laughs) you're going to get me going. But it was cool to see like she had never seen a Star Wars movie before, but that moment affected her. And in turn, it affected me. And that was just really, really cool to experience. And uh, those are just some of my favorite movie moments. Was it Darth Vader that died? Uh, No, Jeff. It was not Darth Vader that died. Was it Obi-Wan Kenobi? Was not Obi-Wan Kenobi either. Was it a horrible shooting stormtrooper? No. No, but plenty of those went. Yoda. Okay. Let me throw out one more just to cut you off from any more guessing. (laughs) For those of you that were alive in the 80s and 90s, you might remember the movie Boys in the Hood. Oh, yes. When it came out, there were all these these conversations happening about, oh, if you go see the movie, you're going to get jumped and there's going to be a fight. Well, I really wanted to see it because Ice Cube was in it. That was enough for me. So me and some buddies went and we were all like freaked out like, oh my gosh, are we going to get in a fight? Dude, nothing happened. There was so much hype around fights breaking out in theaters and you're going to get jumped in the parking lot if you're going to see Boys in the Hood. Dude, we went and saw it. Nothing happened. It was fine. Love the movie, but uh, come on. The hype was like jumpings were happening. Nothing happened. We were fine. Uh, seeing the Jackass movies, uh, of course, is always one that sticks out in my mind. Um, I think I've told this story before as well. Uh, Dad was taking us to go, excuse me, was taking me to go see the Transformers movie. <laughs> yes. And I woke up early because dad was like, I'm going to take you to see the Transformer m- movie. So I woke up super early, so excited to go see this Transformer movie. I want to say I woke up at like 545, like when mom and dad woke up to go to work. And dad and I were going to go see like the 415 or 430 showing or whatnot. So I'm so excited to go see this Transformer movie. And all day, I'm just stoked. And again, it's one of those, you hang out with your buddies. It's summertime. You hang out with your buddies. You're all stoked for this movie. And time is just creeping along. Finally, it's time to go see the Transformer movie. Dad Dad and I drive down there. We sit down in the seat. Dad has popcorn. I've got my soda. And I fall asleep 10 minutes into the movie. <laughs> you made dad sit there and watch Transformers. I did. So I originally missed the whole Optimus Prime dying part. Dad was not happy because he had just gone to work all day. And then he was taking his son to go see this uh, cartoon movie. So yeah. I I missed the whole Rodimus Prime and the Optimus Prime thing. I don't even remember that because I fell asleep during the movie. Good for you, dude. Crisis averted. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still, that was 86 and yeah. still in 2021, that scene gets you. Optimus passing away is just, it's the worst because he freaking turns gray. Ugh, soul crushing. Um, the, Another movie experience that really annoyed me is I went to see Harry Potter with one of my exes and her mom. And they were talking through the whole movie and it drove me absolutely insane. Dude, 
Oh, I hate that. It drives me nuts. That's grounds for a breakup. I, I know she's in the other room right now, and uh, I should I should just go tell her that it's over. <laughs> wow. What? What did I say? What did that I say? That wasn't Celeste. Will you stop? Oh, oh, it wasn't. <laughs> My memory's bad. Sorry. Uh, Justin, thank you again for your weekly question. We always appreciate those. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly submission. This week I wanted to share with you guys an online fig hunting story. I'm chilling a bit before work and I decide to see if WWE Fan Takeover is in stock as I'd like to get the Johnny Gargano figure. I check Amazon, no figure. So I start getting ready for work and I quickly check Twitter and see a post from Wrestling Figure News Source that the takeover line is back in stock. Quickly, I get the Johnny's sale page on Amazon, order the figure, log into the account, make sure I have my gift card selected and I order it before anyone can take it out of my basket, like with what happened to Scott and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Press the order button, and boom, my order has been confirmed. JT1, scalper zero. Beautiful. I love a good success story. Dude, I think I've ordered one too many Ricky Steamboats. Seriously? The fan takeover one? Yeah, I have a couple over here. Really? I do. Okay, well, I've got one, and he's to open up for when I'm able to display the ring and put all my figures inside the ring. So, Do you remember we used to do that when we were kids? Open a figure up and display in the ring? Or that's actually, I'm just saying how we stored the figures. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All the AWA figures piled in the ring. They weren't stood up nicely. They were just thrown in there, piled up. Big mountain of figures in the AWA ring. And then over in the Bendy's ring, big pile of Bendy's. And then, of course, the LJN ring. Just a huge pile of LJNs. I think actually we had to have both of our rings together to accommodate all of them. Yep. I think we used to do a war game style thing too as well. Yes, two rings. Exactly. Yep. By the way, speaking of rings, I was on eBay today and somebody had an autographed AWA ring. Oh, like the canvas? Yes. In black Sharpie, it had Boris Zukov. Um, I, I can't remember the other AWA names, but the one that stood out to me was Bobby Heenan. Wow. They wanted 300 for it. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool, but... I don't know if the Road Warriors were on there and it was all authenticated. Dude. Uh, the Road Warriors were not on there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Trust me, I would have remembered the Road Warriors and Bobby Heenan, but... Oh, yeah, for sure. JT, that's awesome. You got your Gargano, man. Congratulations. So, let's make it 2-0. JT, 2. Scalper, 0. Yes. We're always in favor of the collector, not the scalper. Absolutely. Scott, that rounds out the show. We want you guys to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker, where they've got the carded and loose prices of LJNs, Just Toys Bendums, Galoobs, Hasbros, Defining Moments, and retros if you guys are in the hunt for any ljns hasbros galoops just toys bendums whether they're carded or loose check out wrestling toy tracker to make sure you are getting the fair price scott eagle moss yes guys if you have a pop culture or wwe fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone Look no further than Eagle Moss. They've got a bunch of killer properties under their umbrella from DC, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, and of course, WWE. You will love their line of WWE statues with stars from the past all the way to current roster. Give them a look on Twitter, Eagle Moss, at Hero Collector, underscore. And also, I want to throw it back to Homage one more time. That code is FPP2 zero 
that will save you 20% on your order over at Homage, where they have comfortable shirts. They've got comfortable sweatshirts. They've got MLB retro style. They have got a slew of great shirts over there. So again, homage.com, H-O-M-A-G-E.com and use FPP20 at checkout. Also, want to throw it back to the podcast buddies. Want to throw it over to Breaker and Bane that do Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also check out Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? And check out on YouTube Power Hour Pro Wrestling where you can watch Scott and I win the tag team championships. We're never dropping those belts. Ever. I'm so honored too. As long as Scott gets his act together and I have to, you know, I have to keep carrying the team, you know. Oh, I thought you meant by act together, like continue to carry the team oh. and continue to make that gold shine. There's beef between us. <laughs> <laughs> there is. And by the way, spoiler alert, I recorded with Breaker for, you know, it's fake, right? And how did it go? So we will have an upcoming episode. Uh, I don't know exactly when it's going to be released, but we did record. And dude, as always, just Breaker is such an easy guy to talk to that you can chat for an hour plus and it's like you've been talking for five minutes. Just everything flows. He's so easy to talk to. He's such a great interview. Um, pleasure talking to him, as always. So huge thanks to Breaker for that one. I had a lot of fun. Also, we want to throw it over to Doing the Favor. Check out doingthefavor.com where they have the SKUs and UPCs for BrickSeek and uh, Screw Pop Finder because they screwed us. Yes. We didn't screw Pop Finder. Pop Finder screwed Pop Finder. <laughs> That Screw was, you, Pop Finder. That was my best Vince McMahon impression. Well done, dude. Thank you. So again, check out doingthefavor.com and check out their old shows. They actually just did a show with Just Incredible. So check out doingthefavor.com on iTunes. Also check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. They have a fun show. Love Steve, love Eric. Check out our good friends the over at the Chick Foley Show. Seth, Sheena, Marco, we're on this show and had a great time with them. And we want you to check out their show every single Friday. That show drops on iTunes. You heard Justin Summers earlier. He is the host of wrestling cheers, a Northeast Ohio independent pro wrestling podcast. That is a mouthful, Scott. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so check out wrestling cheers. And the way you can tell that you have hit the right podcast He's got the old Cheers logo, but with a wrestling ring in the background. Thought it was kind of cool. Check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant. And of course, we love Marty and Rucker over at Boots of the Face. I do a show with Eric Arana and Roy Lucha, Lucha Libre Figures and Facts. And Scott, Drunk Wrestling History. What you got? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. The show this past Friday was actually a watch-along episode where we watched the APA literally destroy Public Enemy. And if you are unfamiliar with this match, essentially Public Enemy was getting out of line. Vince threw him into a tag team match with the APA and basically gave APA full rights to just give him the beatdown. So if that sounds interesting to you, and it should, give us a listen. The show dropped this past Friday. You can download it anywhere you find your podcasts at Again, on Twitter, at Wrestling underscore Drunk, where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Also, I want you to check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, guys, this week on Roll Call, 
I'm going to throw it out to the listeners, and it's just the listeners. You guys have been on this ride with us for over five years now. I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. All the support that you've shown us to the podcast buddies, to our amazing artist, Jason Wolf. Give him a follow, by the way, at The Art of Jason Wolf. You guys show love all the time. You're sending in listener questions. You're corresponding with Jeff on Twitter. We love you guys. This show doesn't last as long as it does without you. We don't have the drive to put out a weekly show for five consecutive years on Sundays without your support. You guys are our fuel. We love you. We appreciate you. And thank you. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. Very well said, Scott. I couldn't agree with you more. What are you having after the show? After the show tonight, ooh, let me check time. Pause. And we're back. It's 9.33. Anything aside from cereal at this point is going to be Acid Reflux Town, which, by the way, I will I will share with the listeners. Jeff, I'm getting a CPAP machine. Oh, you are? I am. So I did a sleep study back in 2018. Never followed up on it, although they wanted me to. I ignored it. And Shannon's getting to the point where it's about to get physical because of my <laughs> snoring. <laughs> so I contacted my doctor, had a follow-up with a sleep doctor, and long story long, I am getting a CPAP machine here within the next few weeks. So I'm not looking forward to it, but I think it's going to be pretty cool looking like Darth Vader. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> so And sounding like Darth Vader as well. So CPAP machine city, here I come. So with all that said, anything past 9 o'clock or so that is you know, normal weeknight bedtime, not staying up until 2 a.m. to let everything settle. Uh, If I do Taco Bell or Jack in the Box, I am screwed. So probably going with good old life cereal again. So you're going with the CPAP machine. Are you a side sleeper? Uh, Starting out on the side, and then I somehow always end up on my back, but I don't know if that's due to the sleep apnea where I'm like rolling on my back to try to like take in more air. I don't know. And we'll find out when I get the machine because that basically forces the airflow to stay consistent. So we'll find out. But traditionally, starting out on the right or the left side or both. And when I wake up, it's on my back. So I don't know, dude. But like with side sleepers, I hear they have a rough time with the CPAP machine. Like for me, I would have a rough go with that thing being attached to my face because I'm a side sleeper. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, it's going to take some getting used to and I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. Um, I don't know if a CPAP machine is in your future, but um, definitely we'll let you know how it goes. Well, you enjoy your life cereal. Scott, for episode 268, anything else? Stay six feet apart, stay safe, stay healthy. And I do want to throw it out to my buddy Tim out in Stockton, as mentioned earlier on the show. There are scalpers in that area. I apologize, Tim. That sucks because that's your neck of the woods. But he does have a podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Download it wherever you find your podcast from. There's the plug for my buddy, Tim. Check him out. Awesome show. Pulling up a chair. Big life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. And Tim, remember, if you have any animals, remember to get them spayed and neutered. (laughs) I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 268. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Yeah. Holy
Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.